Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey everyone, good afternoon and welcome to Sask Egg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Here's what we got on today's show. Senators in the upper chamber did a 180 on Bill C-234. Adam Piccalo with PI Financial has the latest on how canola and wheat futures did this week. The wheat growers want to hear from members what their thoughts are on the Viterra Bungie merger. And Sask Tips is needing the public's help to solve a trio of cases. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. This is Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. Saskag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. Senators voted yesterday to send Bill C-234 to third and final reading without any changes. That's a 180 from the amendment that had been given the green light, which would have not allowed natural gas and propane used to heat barns to be exempt from the carbon tax. During debate, Independent Senator Colin Deacon asked the others to reject the amendment and approve the bill in its original form. The amendment will nominally reduce farmers' use of fossil fuels. Additionally, it risks driving them to convert from natural gas or protein to diesel because it is not subject to carbon tax for them. And passing this bill unamended will free up the financial resources for farmers that they need at a time of enormous financial strain, freeing up the capital to invest in innovative alternatives to meaningly address the climate crisis. We cannot continue to punish our farmers for the carbon they use to produce our food when the incentives to reward them for sequestering carbon, this is especially important at a time when they're carrying enormous debt loads and other expenses that have risen across their business. Tory Senator Donald Plett had this to say. One has to wonder how a group of senators, again respectfully, none of which are farmers, including myself, can decide that using propane for grain drying is less dangerous for the climate than using the same propane to heat chicken bark. Second, the government was already planning an announcement to lift the carbon tax from home heating fuel while the opponents of Bill C-234 were telling us that it is impossible to grant exemptions. The inconsistency, colleagues, is staggering. Platt says those behind that amendment had claimed without it, farmers would be discouraged from taking steps to improve the heat efficiency of their buildings, something he says isn't true. Think about this. Farmers have long been motivated to improve heating efficiency. It's one of their largest costs that they have, is heating their barns. 
And so heating efficiency saves them money in heating and cooling costs. Piling a carbon tax on top of this does not strengthen this already existing incentive. It only penalizes farmers who are already doing what the carbon tax is supposed to incentivize them to do. Plett wanted to know why the fight against climate change is necessary for some and optional for others. The objective is to continue the fight against climate change while not damaging our agricultural industry or negatively impacting our food security. Acknowledging that home heating oil should be exempt from carbon tax while refusing an exemption for the heating of barn buildings is profoundly inconsistent and illogical. The Senate should make sure that the carbon tax, as any other policy, is applied fairly across regions and sectors. Voting against the report and putting back the exemption for farm buildings in this bill is not going against the spirit of the carbon tax system. It is not allowing an impediment to the fight against climate change. It is simply following logic and being fair with farmers. The bill isn't set in stone yet, and it may not be till next week that the final vote actually takes place. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Coming up is my chat with Adam Bacallo on how the grain markets did for this week. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeavestrough.ca. And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. The January canola contract shows some promise, while Minneapolis wheat for December stood still this week. That's according to future commodity advisor for PI Financial Adam Piccalo, who says the January contract is sitting at around $691. However, we have seen a couple fairly strong days on the the canola side. Yesterday we were up at one point about $20 a ton. Uh, It did sell off a little bit throughout the day but still uh, ended quite strong yesterday and again as we're talking here today we're up approximately $9 a ton so a pretty you know I would say kind of positive turn here. I am still watching for that 700 level uh, to kind of canola to get above to maybe confirm that there could be some more upside. There has been some rumors of Chinese buying interest of U.S. beans um, after a U.S. delegation visited Beijing earlier this week. Uh, So that's been kind of giving a a little bit of a boost to the soybean market, uh, as well as soybean oil has been kind of still trending a little bit kind of more positive right now. That could be seen as a little bit supportive. So one other supportive thing for for the rest of the grains, too, is just the U.S. dollar has been kind of going lower here uh, the last few few days and that's been again helping kind of all grains with Minneapolis wheat down about still four cents a bushel kind of on the week but uh, all three grain uh, wheat contracts are higher here kind of as we're talking. So with the canola contract for January uh, is $700 kind of that floor? Um, Well right now I would say it's actually a ceiling or kind of resistance so 
that's what I'm kind of looking at right now is for, again, for the canola to get above that 700 to confirm upside. I would actually say a floor or support is kind of closer to that uh, 670 mark right now. Um, and then the, kind of potentially down to 620. That's where we kind of got back down on, on May 31st. So that's kind of the levels that I'm watching right now. And with regards to uh, Minneapolis Sweet, what were the prices like again? Uh, again, we're, t- we're down about four cents kind of on the week as we're kind of going kind of up about three here on the day. Um, it seems that wheat really is looking for direction and kind of something new to focus on as prices, have, again, haven't really done much. Uh, Russia says said overnight that there are really no prospects for restoring the original grain corridor, uh, but Ukraine's corridor does seem to be operating normally, so that's kind of one factor that, uh, again, just kind of has been in the news lately. All right. Is there any other outside factors uh, kind of influencing the markets for this week? And uh, as a follow-up to that, uh, what's kind of your outlook? Well, the biggest thing this week for kind of all markets generally was how the U.S. Federal Reserve decided to not raise rates, which was expected, uh, but they did actually improve their assessment of the overall U.S. economy. Um, as well as today, U.S. payrolls increased um, 150,000 in October, which was a little bit less than expected. But overall this week, the stock market has had uh, three here very good days now. And we're actually in the, uh, the strongest week of uh, the year for the S&P 500. So uh, why that's important is because if we see, you know, traders wanting to take a risk in the stock market, you know, often that could lead to just taking risk in other assets like uh, oil or grains or things like that. All right. So to kind of summarize uh, how everything has gone so far, it's been kind of, uh, I don't want to use stagnant as the word, but not much change. Not much change for some grains um, or some markets, but there are others that have been showing, you know, at signs of, of life for sure. So I I wouldn't kind of classify everything as just being stagnated, but some for sure. I would say wheat most uh, in particular, but canola here, I would say it is looking a little bit more positive, at least right now. Adam Bacallo is a future commodity advisor with PI Financial in Winnipeg. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Coming up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Bungie has filed for regulatory approvals for its merger with crop handler Viterra in major jurisdictions in North and South America, Europe and China, and has gotten the green light from some of its smaller markets including Colombia. The merger, which would create a company worth $34 billion U.S. including debt, would bring the combined company closer in global scale to Bungie's leading rivals, ADM and Cargill. The proposed combination with Glencore-backed Viterra, however, is attracting scrutiny from regulators concerned about consolidation in the agricultural sector. CEO Greg Heckman says healthy commodities market competition in Canada, the U.S., Brazil, Argentina, China and parts of Europe should allow Bungie to avoid having to sell assets to gain approval for the merger from antitrust authorities. 
But if asset liquidations are required, he believes demand for Bungie's assets is very strong. Bungie expects to finalize the deal by mid-2024 after closing conditions are met and regulators sign off on the deal. Farmers and ranchers have gotten pretty familiar with high diesel prices, but have likely noticed a bit of relief from last month's high. Patrick DeHane, head of petroleum analysis at Gas Buddy, says the average price of diesel across Canada right now is $1.81 per litre, down from $1.88 in mid-September. DeHane attributes last year's spike in diesel prices, especially in eastern Canada, to tight natural gas supplies in Europe, driving up demand for distillates like diesel and heating oil. With European inventories in a better position now, prices have somewhat cooled off. This isn't to say there won't be challenges on the horizon, and as Dehan notes, the wild card, that is Mother Nature, remains to be a concern for the winter. If a harsh winter drives up demand, prices at the pump could jump. Canadian homeowners affected by the underused housing tax will now have until April 30, 2024 to file their returns for the 2022 calendar year without being charged penalties or interest. Dubbed transitional relief, the last-minute extension will allow more time for those impacted to file their returns without penalty. The original deadline for the 2022 tax year was October 31st of 2023. Just how many people and businesses this impacts is unclear at this time, as there is still quite a bit of confusion over who has to file a return. However, many farms and farm businesses will likely be exempt from paying the tax, but still have to file the return, incurring significant costs to do so. The underused housing tax is an annual 1% tax on the ownership of vacant or underused housing in Canada. It's a federal tax that is independent of other provincial and municipal taxes on vacant or underused housing in Canada. Unifor members at the St. Lawrence Seaway Management Corporation have ratified new collective agreements. The Maintenance, Operations and Clerical Group voted 85% in favor, and the Supervisory Group voted 87% in favor. The ratification follows a strike that halted transit along the seaway from October 22nd to this Monday morning. The agreements cover uniform members in Ontario and Quebec who work in the Supervisory and Engineering Group and the Maintenance, Operations and Clerical Group. Wages will see annual increases of 5%, 4%, and 4% retroactive to April 1, 2023, along with a $2,000 signing bonus. The agreement covers 360 workers who facilitate the transit of ships through the Great Lakes along the St. Lawrence Seaway to the Atlantic Ocean. A California jury has awarded $332 million to the man who sued chemical giant Monsanto Corporation over the use of its weed killer. A San Diego Superior Court jury awarded damages to 57-year-old Mike Dennis of Carlsbad, California, after he found that a rare form of non-Hodgkin lymphoma was related to decades of using Roundup weed killer. His lawsuit contended that his illness was related to Roundup's active ingredient, glyphosate. 
The jury found that Monsanto, which is now a division of pharmaceutical and biotechnology giant Bayer, failed to provide warnings of Roundup's risks. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falk. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly cloudy and a high of zero. Tonight, cloudy and a 30% chance of light snow late in the evening and overnight. Also a risk of freezing drizzle overnight, low of minus 7, with a wind chill minus 13 overnight. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with winds from the southeast at 20 kilometers an hour in the afternoon. High of plus 3, with a wind chill minus 13 in the morning. Tomorrow night, periods of rain, a low of 0. Sunday, more periods of rain, high of 10 degrees. Sunday night, cloudy and a 30% chance of rain showers or flurries, a low minus 3. Monday, mainly... Rather, a cloudy sky, high of plus 1, the low minus 5. Tuesday, also cloudy, high of plus 2, low minus 3. Wednesday, partly cloudy, high of plus 2, the low minus 5. Thursday, sunny, high of plus 1. Normal highs for the period are around 3 degrees. Normal lows, minus 8. Sun rose at 7.52 this morning. And the sun will set at 5.31. Taking a look around the province, an Estevan, minus 2. Swift Current and Weyburn, minus 1. Saskatoon 0, Yorkton minus 3. Warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Maple Creek at 8.4 degrees. Cool spot in Collins Bay at minus 9.9. In Regina, it's a cloudy sky. Winds from the south at 13 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 75%. Temperature minus 1 or 31 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 102.2 and rising. Down the road in Moose Jaw, cloudy sky as well. East-southeast wind at 17, temperature 0 degrees. Again in Regina, cloudy, south wind at 13, temperature minus 1. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com The Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association wants to hear thoughts from members about the proposed merger between Viterra and Bungie. The merger, announced earlier this year by both companies, is currently under review from the federal government as well as the Competition Bureau. President of the Wheat Growers, Gunter Yoakum, says the questions are simple questions that we sent out it was it was very very broad you know are you concerned or not and if you are on either end of the spectrum why for yokum personally he feels the merger won't be an issue where he farms in manitoba bungie or viterra are directly competing right in my area so even if it was a merger it it shouldn't really affect like if the merger goes ahead, it shouldn't affect um, how I can market my grain and it shouldn't affect the competition between the two entities that they are currently. You know, there may be areas across Western Canada where uh, Viterra and the Bungie location are very close, 
And uh, right now, they would have to compete for Farmers Grain. And then after the merger, that competition would be gone. So I'm not sure if there's a lot of areas like that. So we just want to find out um, if there's a concern among our members. He has confidence in the Competition Bureau's ability to do a thorough review. They do a, a quite a thorough job at looking how this would affect competition and and they're they're pretty on top of it to to make sure it isn't skewed one way or another so like personally i have, I have pretty good confidence in in the work they do yokum was asked what the plans were after enough feedback was obtained from members if there is a real direction one way or another uh, a real strong one, then we can formulate a letter and weigh in and, and write to the competition bureau uh, expressing our concerns. If it's a pretty even split, then I think uh, we will just let the competition bureau do their thing. Members should have received the survey via email. You're listening to SaskAg Today on 620 CKRM. Coming up next is Sask Tips, asking the public's help in solving three cases. You're tuned in to SaskAg Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of SaskAg Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Sask Tips is back with a trio of cases for the month of November. Sask Tip Communication Coordinator and Conservation Officer Cody Osborne says one of them is a case of a moose shot and left near Kindersley. So on October 12, 2023, Kindersley Conservation Officers received information regarding a bull moose that had been shot and left to waste approximately seven miles west of Herschel. Uh, Officers located the moose and determined that it had been shot with a large caliber rifle on private land without permission. Officers believe that this occurred between 4 p.m. on Wednesday, October 11th and 8 a.m. on Thursday, October 12th. Uh, Some evidence was collected at scene, but the officers need your assistance in helping find those that are responsible for this violation. And then on October 14th, Spiritwood Conservation Officers received a tip call that a lynx kitten had been left hanging in a tree on the Boundary Road, approximately three and a half miles southeast of the community of Chittick Lake. Uh, Upon investigation, it was determined that the kitten had been shot and left in a fur conservation block, and it was believed that the kitten was shot about one week before that. That time of year, there is no fur season on for the lynx, so it was illegally harvested. And then finally, on Monday, October 16th, Nippowin Conservation Officers received information that two moose had been shot in the Harding Road Corridor Game Preserve, north of Love. Uh, It was determined that a cow and calf moose had been unlawfully harvested within the 400 metres no-hunting area of the Game Preserve. Uh, Both moose were processed and loaded into a truck at site. It's believed that the moose were shot on the evening of October 15th or the early morning hours of October 16th. Again, these three cases uh, need the public's help in just getting any more information about who may be responsible or any suspicious vehicles that were seen in the area at the time. How common is it uh, for these types of incidents? I know we're in November here, getting towards the uh, end of the year and into the winter time. So, uh, yeah, how common are incidents like this? 
Unfortunately, pretty common, especially this time of year when hunting season rolls around. These test tip posters are, are submitted by the officers requesting additional help, but not every violation that occur uh, get sent to SAS tip. So there could be quite a few more uh, violations occurring out there that officers are just investigating as well or or that are unknown to officers. So if you see any violation uh, against the Wildlife Act, Fisheries Act, or environmental, just please call the SAS tip line or the tip line, turn in poachers and polluters line at 1-800-667-7561. And that's run 24 hours a day, seven days a week and your name will remain confidential. To view all Sask Tip files that need your help, check out the Sask Tip Facebook page. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Coming up next is the Market Update. Here's the Market Update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were... Mostly mixed in early trading today. We'll call it mixed. Canola is up nine dollars and ten cents at six forty-three twelve a metric ton. Lentils is down ten dollars to seven seventy-seven fifty. Number one red spring wheat is down ninety-four cents at three twenty-five eighty-eight, and the rest were unchanged. Durham four seventy-three seventy-two. Feed barley two seventy-seven fifty-eight. Chickpeas twelve twelve fifty-three. Flax six forty-one oh four. Oats 303.32, yellow peas 401.89, and feed wheat 235.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is up one and three quarter cents, seven dollars and twelve and a half cents a bushel. You can find the grain prices, the latest ag information, and interviews all in one place: saskagtoday.com. Coming up next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report Heartland Livestock here in Mooshaw. 3219 on offer at our Tuesday pre-start. Top end Charlie's on offer that sold to a very active demand. Another 734 calves Thursday morning, followed by 876 mostly cows, which sold steady. We sold right up to 845 here on Thursday night. Good, big, strong cows, 132 to 143, sales to 149. The young feeding cows are selling very strong. These heiferettes, depending on the flesh, 190 to 240. Into the top end, Charlie's here on Tuesday. We sold a tri-load of 485-week steers at 453. Another tri-load of tan steers, 531 at 429 and a quarter. I haven't said that in a while. And 102 tan steers, 589 at 405 and a quarter. A tri-load of tan heifers, 485 at 360 and a quarter. 582 tans at 328, and the white heifers 532 at 359 and a quarter. For more market information, give Heartland Livestock Moose Out call at 692-2385. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. The latest pork prices are at $191.71 per CKG. Coming up next, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. 
Now the resource report brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. High interest rates are weighing down the job market with Statistics Canada saying the economy added a modest 18,000 jobs last month. That bumped up the unemployment rate to 5.7% from 55 in September. October marked the fourth increase in the jobless rate over the past six months as the pace of job creation trails population growth. Bank of Montreal Chief Economist Douglas Porter says the underlying picture for Canada's labour market is softening. Employment rose last month in construction and information and culture and recreation that was offset by declines in wholesale and retail trade as well as manufacturing. St. Lawrence Seaway workers have ratified a new collective agreement. A tentative agreement was reached on Sunday between Unifor and the Seaways Management Corporation with help from federal mediators. Unifor says the three-year deal includes annual wage increases of 5%, 4%, and 4% retroactive to April 1st and a $2,000 signing bonus. The agreement covers about 360 workers on the major trade route connecting the Great Lakes with the Atlantic Ocean. A strike shuttered operations in the Seaway for about a week in late October. Turning our attention to the markets now, the TSX is up 225 points at 19,852. The Dow is up 234 points to 34,073. Oil is down $2.10 at $80.36 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 73.10 cents US. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the On Demand SaskAg Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's going to do it for Friday's edition of Sask Ag Today here on 620 CKRM. I'm Ryan. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.